Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. Hey, how you doing? Hope all's going well. Today, let's talk about Smart City Other Services, other in quotes. And the reason I want to talk about that is because there's a lot of services we just don't think about that could be coming, that may be coming, part of the vision of what I was talking about when you have a vision for a smart city. And also, there's a lot of things that are out of the box. You just have to keep your mind open. But first, I want to thank Tower Tracker Pro. That's right, TowerTrackerPro.com. For all you uh, small businesses out there that do closeout packages for tower companies or for cellular companies or for carriers or whoever, but it's basically a closeout package service, TowerTrackerPro.com. What they do, they'll walk you through the closeout package item by item. You'll take picture by picture. It'll automatically place the pictures and you can do it all from your device so the guys can take everything from their device it inserts the GPS data, all the metadata that's needed. And before the guys leave the site, they upload it to the cloud, which is very quick. And then they can, uh, someone back at the office can audit it, check it out, look it over, make sure everything's correct, the pictures are clear, everything's legible. They got the serial numbers or whatever else they had to take a picture of. In that way, you get everything done in one site visit. That's the key, folks. One visit, done. TowerTrackerPro.com. I would also like to thank Tower Safety and Instruction. That's right, Tower Safety and Instruction. What it is, that's a tower training school, uh, an accredited state school in the state of Arizona that provides tower safety training, tower climbing training, safety training, and a lot and a lot of other services around what it takes to make your tower climbers better, what it takes to make sure your tower climbers get certified properly, and what it takes to make sure they're trained properly in safety and rescue and climbing. The other thing that they just added, oh, that's towersafety.com, towersafety.com, all one word. But Tower Safety and Instruction has a new website for online training. That's right, online service. It's Tell Tech College. And the website is telltech-college.com. Telltech is T-E-L-T-E-C-H hyphen C-O-L-L-E-G-E. Telltech, T-E-L-T-E-C-H hyphen college.com. And what they have on there is the training that I'm, a lot of the training, obviously you can do tower safety and rescue online, but you can take a lot of your first aid, your tower safety training, but you can also take some other training on there like drone training they actually have a drone course for tower work on there so that seems to be working out well as well as some of my books and some training courses around the business and building a scope of work and things like that so that's all available on there for you as part of tower safety and instruction school towersafety.com telltech-college.com all right let's get back into the blog because that's well my blog my point here is smart city other services we want to think of the other services that a smart city could do and i'm just spitballing here trying to get some things out and one of the things i came up with was uh all the drone traffic that we think is going to come up 
Someone's going to have to monitor this traffic and control it in some way, just like you would a flight plan for airports. We can't just have a thousand drones flying all over the city, although we probably are close to that on any given weekend with people flying them and playing with them and having races. But what I'm talking about, if we really intend to have drones deliver products as Amazon has been pushing and, you know, trying to really get out there, which is great because it pushed the FAA into making a decision over the drone certification. So I'm really, you know, happy Amazon did that. Kudos to you, Amazon. So we have to have a way to manage that traffic, to monitor, because failures happen, things happen, emergencies happen. But think what we could do. If you can monitor the drone traffic, you can actually have flight paths for these things to make deliveries of food, of goods, and things like that. Maybe someone needs medicine right away, and that's a priority flight. What about emergency services? If there's an accident or something, you're going to want to be able to look at that right away, and you're going to have to clear a path for emergency services. I mean, wouldn't that be cool if a drone could go look at an accident before the first responders got there? How cool is that? That's incredible that we could actually have a drone fly there immediately while the first responders are trying to fight traffic and get there. I'm just saying, even a fire. Think about if we could go look at a fire immediately before first responders got there. It would give you an edge, you know what I mean, to see the video of someone back at the uh, at the knock or the, the 911 dispatch center could actually have insight as to what's going on and tell the guys, what's guys or girls, tell the people what's going on before they even arrived at the scene. What about tracking criminals? What if, you know, we could clear a path so they could track criminals immediately? The, the policeman from the car could rip out a drone, throw it in the air, bam, he could follow the guy real time. We wouldn't have to dispatch a helicopter to look for people. If you want to follow a car, you could dispatch a drone and follow them in real time. You wouldn't have to wait for a helicopter or something to get there. And think of the expense of a helicopter versus a drone. I mean, it's huge. Now, the key to this is that Qualcomm actually gets the drones working over LTE, and that's become a reality. They've already tested it. It's already a reality. We're almost on long-distance drone flights here within cities. And I'm saying the reason I think that would be a smart city service is because I would see each city setting up their own control or paying a service to do that. Maybe you would monitor it and maintain it. It would almost be like you just put in flight paths. I'm sure a lot of it would be automated online, but I still think you need a real person there in case there's an emergency. One goes down, one breaks. You need to alert somebody. I'm sure they'll automate a lot of it, but I don't know. I think I still think you need a human. Hey, the last thing I forgot, like uh, if you have to do a widespread search, if a child's missing, if you're at a park and something's wrong, you can just de deploy a cost-effective drone right away. You don't have to have that, whatever it is. They used to have a 40-hour, 48-hour rule to wait. But with a child, they check right away because if a child is missing or reported missing, we have to get on that right away. Again, you could have a drone out there, especially if you know what the vehicle looks like. I'm just saying it's an edge. There's traffic. It'd take a while to get out of the city. I'm throwing it out there. You know, the other thing's going to be the autonomous vehicle tracking. It's something to think about. We're going to have to somehow route the cars through the city. Now, I know the vehicles can do it themselves with GPSs and everything, but what if they break down? What if there's a problem? Shouldn't we track these vehicles? I mean, I think for the most part, cabbies track their vehicles. I think even Uber, you can track it on your phone. So a lot of it will be automated, but I still think you need a service to basically monitor where the cars are, what they're doing. If there's an accident, you can reroute around an accident, things like that.
That's what I'm saying. Now, something like that, I could see AT&T or Verizon picking that service up. And something like that, I'll tell you this, it won't be free. But I throw it in with a smart city service because the city's going to want to have the ability to track those vehicles and tie into that as well for public safety, for tracking, just for searching for criminals, if nothing else. Now, I talk about criminals a lot. Criminal tracking is the one thing that's been done for years with the bracelets. But since we have greatly improved the IoT systems, I think they'll have better ways to track people, especially if they leave their designated area or just to do facial recognition. There's a lot of things here they can do. Now, um, vehicle tracking is another thing. They want to track vehicles. However, I got to tell you, over in Songdo, South Korea, they were tracking vehicles with uh, RFID tags. Now, if you think that's a silly concept, it's really a great idea. They could literally in the city, scan all the vehicles and tell you which ones were legal, which ones were illegal, which ones their tags were, were expired, <laughs> you know? Now, while you hate that, because if your tags are expired, you want to have a chance to, you know, uh, at least get it online, but, you know, pay for it and, you know, renew them. But I think the thing is, if a vehicle is stolen and someone calls it in stolen, right away, they can track that vehicle, assuming it has an RFID tag. It's quick, it's easy. Right away, if something happens, they know it. If a car is not where it's supposed to be and you report it as a problem, they can track it. I think that's pretty cool. Now, now that's that's actually tracking a vehicle in the city. And I have a case study, a, sh a shortcut in there, a link that explains a little bit about that. Video tracking. Again, I got this from Songdo, South Korea. They use video tracking more than ever because they put cameras throughout the city. And it, it's just a great way that they, they can find problems and people with facial recognition. I think that's going to take off too. So if something's wrong, you can pull up the video and see what's going on in real time. You see it in the movies and shows all the time anyway. So that's closer to reality than we thought. Another thing I brought up was selling data. Data analytics is huge. Big data analytics is, is really huge. But I think it's going to be one thing that the city has that they can share with people. And I'm talking not just traffic problems and things like that, but they can tell how businesses are doing or how how uh, the busy nights in the city when parking's bad or what what events fill up the city what events bring people in I mean I could even see food trucks being interested in this because they could see what nights are a good night to be out in the street if they if they work nights what days are good days to work in the city and what days maybe they should just not go it's not worth their time and what hours they should go in should they go in earlier in the morning later in the morning when's rush hour when are when are the people coming to the city and when are the traffic problems? So I'm saying I don't want a city to overlook that data analytics and I think they should release it to businesses. I'm not saying for free, if there's a service, a subscription service, whatever, I think it would be worth your while. Maybe you should release some of it for free for your residents so they can figure out what's going on in the city and maybe they can learn a lot more about their city. The other thing I saw in Palo Alto there putting in a large kiosk in the center of city if they didn't do it already. And I have that link in there for that smart city uh, study. They are actually putting a lot of money into being a smart city because they want to do exceptional things. But one of them is to put that kiosk right in the middle of town. So when people walk around Palo Alto, they can go down there and see exactly what's going on, where to go, and they can learn more about that city. So my point is here, we need more innovation. And I think we have it. I think if a city's willing to take a chance, we have the ability to do great things and think outside the box and maybe something will catch on like, like the, you know, I bring up garbage all the time because it's easy parking, 
being able to pay for your parking space before you even get to the city, being able to reserve a parking space, things like that, being able to pay for your parking meter with your smartphone. Those are very simple things that are being done now. It's easy, it's quick, and it's something that really people see a lot of value add with it. And now with everyone with smartphones, it's very quick and efficient. So it's like Albert Einstein once said, imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world, stimulating progress, giving birth to evolution, end quotes. Albert Einstein saw the value in just thinking outside the box and imagining what, what is potentially possible. You know, I've worked for large companies and small companies, and they do have one thing in common. When they find something that works, they stick with it, which, which is a good plan. However, after a while, you need to innovate again. And I know big companies talk about innovation. Depends how big they are. They probably have an innovation department. But the reality is, if you ever worked for a big company, you tend to get pigeonholed in the processes and the way to do things. And a lot of people that have good ideas, the reason they go out on their own and start their own business is because they have a, a way to do things differently that everyone in the big business just wouldn't let them do. I see it all the time. I still see it. I see it daily. Small businesses sometimes are willing to take a chance. It all depends if they can financially afford to, you know, go over the line and actually try something new. If you can do it cost effective and efficiently, which in today's world you can do a lot, you can really make some great changes. I mean, sure, you're going to fail once in a while. You're going to look a little silly. And you know what? Some companies, they think they're being innovative. And quite frankly, it's just a bad decision. So you really got to play it out a little bit or test it out or use your vision to really see what it could or could not do, what the potential is. Sometimes you can't see it. I mean, look at the smartphone. That changed the world, at least the world as I know it. And now look, if, if Steve Jobs wouldn't have taken a chance doing that, he started with the iPod, he took a lot of chances. I don't think everything took off, but those few things really changed the wireless world as we know it. It changed the way we live our lives. It changed a lot. I mean, everybody carries a smartphone. Cell phones, you know, people were hit or miss. A lot of people carried cell phones too, but, but a, a smartphone has become a way of life. You know, the apps have changed everything. People use all these apps to be efficient. So I think we have to be innovative, but I think we're still going to see dumb decisions out there. You know, it happens. I could name off a hundred companies that just did dumb things, lost a lot of money and completely wasted people's times and then just shut it down. It happens. Sometimes you think something's a good idea. It's not. Or sometimes the execution's wrong. Maybe the next guy will do it better, do it right, make a lot of changes. Okay, that's about it. I just wanted to talk about the other options for smart cities. I just wanted you guys to think outside the box a little bit. I know kiosks are going to be a big thing in cities because I think foot traffic will go up. I think drone traffic's going to go up. I think autonomous vehicles are going to really increase. I think criminal tracking is something that they'll really think of, and they'll catch a lot more criminals. They'll have them on video, and I think it'll be for the court cases, hopefully open and shut, whether they did it or not. I think vehicle tracking will be big. I think video tracking will be big. I think the data, big data analytics is already big. We don't even understand all that. Okay, I have a bunch of links. Wade 4 Wireless, W-A-D-E, the number 4 Wireless. It's in there just for you. Use them. I put them in there for a reason. The other thing is I have the LTE Deployment Handbook just for you. 
It's about CRAN, DAS, and small cells, but it's the LTE deployment handbook. I also have the 5G deployment handbook just for you. And I have a couple tower climbing books and other things. So I'm on Amazon. I have the PDFs. If you buy it off my site on the PDFs through Cellfire Gumroad, thank you. <laughs> I make a little more money off that. Amazon takes a bigger cut, but either way, I'm grateful. And um, I'm coming out with the Smart Cities book. I'm coming out with a Smart Cities deployment book, which uh, Smart City Planning uh, Handbook is what it's going to be. I'm still trying to work it out, but it's more about a handbook for planning for smart cities. That's what I'm trying to work on now. There's deployment plans and there's other planning and they're setting the vision. I, I was just hoping maybe some of the tier two, tier three cities would need some help with this because I know they're still doing a lot. So that's what I'm working on, the smart cities uh, deployment handbook, okay? And lastly, I know I'm full of ads here today, but I have some Anritsu equipment for UE device testers, for cell phone testers, smartphone testers, for CDMA and LTE. If you're interested in that set, let me know. It's for sale. It ain't cheap. I'll tell you that. Well, it's a professional setup. Actually, it is cheap if you're in the business. It's very reasonable. It's about two-thirds the cost of what a new setup would be. And it's about, some of the equipment's about a year. It's about two years old. Uh, it just needs recalibrated. All right, everybody. Be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. <laughs>